We are recording in progress. Recording with Dr. Richard Fleming. Your book is in the description. It's the very first link. Is COVID-19 a bioweapon, a scientific and forensic investigation? And you are a PhD, MD, JD. And I remember in 20, October 2013, when I was interviewing at Miami Medical School, they were like, you know, most people go for the MD. And then they're like, and then there are some real nuts that go for the MD, JD. And then, then he was like, and then there are some inhuman people that go for all three. And uh, I suppose I have one on with me right now. But Dr. Fleming, please introduce yourself, sir. How are you doing, Tommy? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> I'm, I'm doing very good. Um, uh, also, real quick, if I can keep fanboying, yesterday I, I asked you, I was like, hey, are you cool with us going live? And you kind of hit me with like almost like a zen answer. He said, everything I do is live. And it's just a matter of when people see it. And I had never really thought about that. And that kind of that kind of stuck with me. Every once in a while, I get thrown a little off guard. But let's um. So let's get to it. It seems that the Overton window, our 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 brave and stunning government officials who know what's best for us and would never do anything against our best interests, have decided it is now okay to discuss the idea that COVID nineteen did indeed come from a lab. Can you maybe elaborate on that more so? than I can just a dude in an apartment. So uh, as far as coming from a lab or that the government officials are, are talking about? Oh, no, 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 no. Forget the government officials. The actual All facts right. on the ground. Yeah, no, no. They're, 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 yeah. Nah. You know, um, so when, when January of 2020 came into existence and my plans the year before was to take what I was doing quantitatively with nuclear, your audio, your your audio cut out. Oh, sorry for everybody watching. Uh, not sure what happened. Uh, I will I will monologue. Uh, it seems his audio cut out. That happens all the time. But seeing as we're doing live shows now, kind of. That's to, right. There we go. So Perfect. You're back. That better. Yes, sir. Let me go to. Um... So that's this. What I really wanted to do was to use my earbuds, but maybe I would just do the, I guess I'm just going to do the the standard. Can you hear me fine now? Oh, yeah. No, it sounds great. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll give this a shot. Um, great great recovery, by the way. Most people freak out when the audio cuts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And I'm like, dude, it's okay. It's just a podcast. The yeah. Smooth recovery. Yeah. No, I'm here. Um, so in... In 2019, I thought we were going to launch Fleming Method for the things that I'd been working on it for, which is to figure out heart disease and figure out cancer and find things earlier, which really did two things. First off, it allowed us to really tell you what was going on in your body from head to toe. Um, it could find things earlier, but because it's not a yes-no test, it's a measurement test, it allowed us the opportunity, which we were doing with heart disease and cancer, mostly breast cancer, but cancer. Then to do an imaging study, Fleming Method, find out you had a problem, give you whatever your treatment was that you wanted, and then re-image and see if that actually worked for you, okay. which, you know, it, then actually Taylor makes uh, a treatment for you based upon your response versus, you know, maybe it works for 95 people, but it doesn't work for five people. And what if you're one of the five? Yeah. So it saved time, money, and lives 
um, not that big farmer, the government had any interest in that, but, um, but when January, 2020 rolled around, it was clear to me that, you know, we had a new problem. I was there as a medical student when HIV hit. So this being a new virus, I just simply sat down and, and looked at not only the imaging method, Fleming method, but also the theory that I'd introduced at American Heart in 1994 that talked about a lot of the diseases we have, heart disease, cancer, high blood pressure, strokes, obesity, diabetes. These are really inflammatory thrombotic diseases or inflammation and blood clotting. Um, <clears throat> they are responses that your body basically has to something going on in the body that shouldn't be going on. And it's trying to bring it under control. And in the best of all worlds, when that works perfectly, you get better. But in the worst of all worlds, when it gets overwhelmed, you have the opposite effect. You have these diseases. And it turns out that, you know, that inflammatory thrombotic response theory, even though I first presented it in 94, and everybody and their uncle has done lip service on inflammation and heart disease, you know, my response as somebody who teaches is a oh, great, you you talk, you got the title to the, the book, but you didn't read the book, did you? <laughs> I mean, because you're obviously not practicing like you have a clue what I said. Yeah. Um, and I know what I said, so I don't feel the, the need to keep reiterating it all the time. You know, it's like, there's go read it. Um, and then come to class and ask questions, but don't waste everybody's time. But that that being said, you know, viruses, when I introduced this in 94, I said, look, it's not just going to be cholesterol or fats or homocysteine or lipoprotein little A, which, by the way, the American Heart Association is just recognized is now a risk factor for heart disease 29 years after I presented the theory at American Heart, right? Um, so, you know, good job. You're, you're coming up to speed only 29 years behind. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, <clears throat> But I also said, look, there's these these other things going on, these infections, viruses, bacteria, fungi, that can also make this worse. And so I presented at American Heart in 94, then 95, then put it in a textbook, in cardiology textbook in 99. And then from 2001 to 2003, I did the bacterial studies. And then in 2004, I was on 2020 talking about it. And that's kind of the last time mainstream media's wanted anything to do with me, but which is okay, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, the, the the problem is is that when we started looking at this these new viruses, and I would argue that the data, you know, both in the book and what's on my website, Fleming Method, will point out to you that if you actually do PCR testing the way it should be done, right, um, and then you look at the samples of viruses that we have. You know, the the viruses that actually exist that match what's called SARS-CoV-2, you know, severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2. And and part of the problem is that they gave it a name, so everybody went, okay, we've, we've got a name, you know. But nobody, yeah, nobody asked a question, is that a valid name? Uh-huh. You know, it, just because we say it, does that mean it's only one virus? And it turns out that if you do the PCR testing and you can go to, again, FlemingMethod.com, go to the middle, drop down to gain a function. And with a little bit of practice, you can pretend to be a Google virologist. Um, you can, you will find out that what matches the P, the PCR test uh, primers that match SARS-CoV-2 also match three other viruses. 
one that's called Hobie RSSHC014, which had a, a prior name in 2003. In 2003, it's what uh, Ralph Barrick isolated and called SARS-CoV Urbani. Same, same virus, by the way, same virus. You look at the nucleotide bases, they're the same bases. Okay. It's the same thing. Um, different name to change, protect the innocent, I suppose, um, if we can find any innocents. Uh, and, and along with 014, then there was SARS-CoV MA15 and SARS-CoV RS3367. So if you do the work, and, and I've got it there on the website, so if you want to be a Google virologist, knock yourself out. Um, you can find out that, you know, these three viruses are gain-of-function viruses that the publications by um, Dezak and Barrick and Xi Zeng Li and a variety of other people um, were funded by the United States government primarily. I mean, more than half of it was funded by the Department of Defense. The, the, the information, we've got it in the book, is that, you know, the Department of Defense, Health and Human Services, the National Science Foundation, U.S. Agency for Internal International Development, or USAID, Department of Homeland Security, what they're in this for is beyond me, Department of Commerce, Agriculture, and Interior, all helped and contributed more than $61 million, which, you know, in the age where we're throwing trillions out the door may not seem like much, but in the era, that era, that was a big chunk of money. You know, yeah. somebody wants to offer you 61 million, take it. Um, you know, it's not exactly a pocket change, right? So when, when 2020 hit and, you know, as I tell people, I was living in Los Angeles at the time, I think a weekend of 2020, I, I came down with the Wuhan HE1 strain, and and it was not a good experience. I did not enjoy it. It was two and a half to three weeks of not really fun. Uh, I hadn't felt that sick in over a decade. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I did celebrate the end of it by going with my son, who's a paramedic, to uh, one of the carnival, uh, one of the fairs that had roller coaster rides. I mean, the really good ones because he and I both accelerated just that. That's a thrill, you know, <laughs> diving the ocean with sharks and going on those, those types of roller coaster rides. Well worth it. Um, that sounds uh, horrifying. Horrifying. Uh, which, which, which part? You said swimming with sharks. Yeah. I love diving with sharks. I've had on one guy I've done. This is episode 1,119. I've had one other guy on here that swam with. I've had on more Delta Force operators than I have people that have swam with sharks. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you, 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 the the sharks are more afraid of you than you are of them most of the time. Um, we actually uh, did back in October a dive with hammerheads. Um, you know, yeah. it's it, no look. You, sharks, sharks are very easy to read, and and you have you have a greater likelihood of dying from drowning than you do being bitten by a shark i'm well i'm sure i'm sure that yeah it's probably something you learn to respect and then it's you know it's like a kid being afraid of riding a bike and you're like no you're gonna get a hand but kind of like the idea of earlier the medication that works for 95 percent of people i'm like i'm like i'm gonna be i would I, I would be that guy would you hear what happened to tommy yeah no great white ripped him in half like i'm just I'll watch. I'll interview you guys, and I'll watch from the distance with my yeah. long sleeve so my white Irish skin doesn't get burned. I'll wave. 
I'll be the grandma. Yeah. Well, you know, I watch a lot of people get in the water that are just regular open water divers. And my youngest son and I are both advanced open water divers and, and, and nitrox certified. And I watch people in boats, you know, when they take them out on the little, what I consider rubber raft boats. Yeah. And I, I just frequently look at them and you know, think, yeah, they're going to die. Yeah. They, they yeah. fall in the water. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I cover all my bases. I just don't go in the ocean. That's the, I'm just checking uh, all the boxes. See, the beauty of that is over 70% of the Earth's surface is water. I know. Most I... people can't go into it. It's great. I know. Great. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Fauci on a, on a, on a scuba course. Um, <laughs> that might that might be the most veiled threat I've ever had on the show. We're going to take um, for a scuba You know, the course. sad thing, you know, I like the sharks better than that, though. So, yeah, you, know, you don't want uh, to feed them, you know. Yeah, I don't want them poisoned. Yeah. Um, so that was a nice sidetrack, but thank you for the entertainment value. Oh, yeah, that's true, man. Um, so celebrating you know, getting over it, yeah, yeah. January of 2020, um, I was trying to figure out what do we do about this because I'd been around this before with HIV as a medical student. Um, that was my era that we got to, you know, we started medical college, no HIV, midway through. <laughs> This is humanity's gift to us in our training. And uh, so it was not uncharted territory for me. And I just simply went and dug up the literature to see what do we know that works? What do we know that doesn't work? What are we really dealing with? Putting together a national clinical trial, starting that by April, concluding that, writing that up. But at the same time, trying to figure out, well, how do, to know how to treat it and how to diagnose it, you kind of get it, you need a handle on, on uh, what it is that you're working with, right? And that began the investigation of um, <clears throat> a lot of evidence that, that uncovered. I mean, I right now have more than 4,900 documents to give to attorney generals for the prosecution of these people. Um, I, there's 440 on the website for people and that's probably enough because I do the website on my own and I don't like doing websites and it's not fun and I'd rather be scuba diving as you've already picked out. So, um, you know, over, over 4,900 documents that lays out how all of this is connected, you know, why these viruses, uh, what their structure is. Uh, what makes these viruses, these three viruses that we collectively call SARS-CoV-2 different from others. And you've heard this. I'm, yeah, I think I've seen you with Kevin McCarron, Dr. McCarron, uh, doing something. Have you, you've interviewed him. Is that correct? I have to be honest. I don't recall. The, the doctors run, yeah. the doctors run together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like diarrhea. Um, <laughs> the, um, so, you know, Dr. Kevin McCarron is a, a neurobiologist in Japan. He's probably what I consider one of the world's experts on prion diseases of the brain. There's Charles Rixey, who's a former uh, U.S. military weapons of mass destruction uh, instructor, <laughs> um, who now, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, told me I was a conspiracy theorist, but now says, no, wait a minute, we've got, he's got records to Come back, back in out. from the cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this is my 55th year of research, and anybody suggesting that I'm a conspiracy theorist 
really hasn't been listening to me. I, I, I'm the least conspiracy theorist person there is. I don't give opinions. I, I get data and I respond to data. Um, so if I'm talking about it, I've got data. I'm, you know, again, you don't need me to get an opinion from you've got friends and relatives and loved ones. And, you know, well, it's, I'm not one of those people in your life, you know? Well, they've also completely slandered the term and, you know, a lot of it reasonably so, you know, people that think that there are dinosaurs <clears throat> in the center of the earth from Mars. Like I get that, but in many parts, conspiracy theory is nearly identical <clears throat> to just critical thinking, empirical observations and going, what am I looking at? You know, the apple falls from the tree. Something's going on. You know, the earth, it, I think it's round. Or I don't know if we're going around, the, if the sun's not going around us or if we're going around the sun. A lot of it is, yeah. I mean, misinformation that would have you burned at the stake because you're a heathen. So, yeah. yeah I well, no, when, when Semmelweis said that, you know, there was, there was something being transferred from patient to patient, that's why infant mortality was so high in U.S. hospitals, and that if we washed our hands in between, we might reduce that. They they, they stripped him of everything he had. And a month after he died, they started washing their hands in between patients and infant mortality plummeted by 50%. Um, yeah. I don't plan to die before I get a little bit of, of recognition for us having worked on this. Um, uh, and, and plus, I want to go diving. Um, yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, another, the, uh, another one is just, sorry to interrupt. I mean, Joseph Lister. He he got to see it before he yeah. died. But, I mean, he was it's so identical to ivermectin. They would tell him, like, all right, you can come work in the hospital. They're like, just don't mention your chloroform conspiracy. Yeah. What? Yeah, so you've got Lister and you've got Galileo Galilei, who basically said, you know, <laughs> you know just because the church, the, uh, the Catholic church, tells you that we're the center of the universe, therefore the sun must go around the earth. Uh, I got news for you. But you can figure it out if you just kind of make a few observations. It's, it's you know, uh, we're a heliocentric, a, a sun-centered solar system, not a geocentric, Earth-centered uh, solar system. So um, I'm not sure how it would have gone had no, you no, explained no, much no, the universe. But yeah, No, no, it's, 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 it's the... It's the derogatory term of conspiracy theorists. They try to clump anyone in that questions. Yeah. In 2003, if Twitter was around and you made a post that said, I'm not sure if there are WMDs in Iraq, you'd be banned or there'd be a, a label yeah. that says fact checkers say this is false sponsored by Dick Cheney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's give you another one. I'm a convicted felon. All right. Okay. Um, and I am. All right. I'm a convicted felon because when I was a cardiology fellow from 89 to 92, all the new nuclear tracers that were being used for all research drugs. And, and instead of injecting just one dose, Big Pharma said, no, no, you need two. You need two doses. So I, I wrote the papers. I, I wrote some of the first papers that were out there um, and said, you know, here's the two doses. And by the time I was developing Fleming method to quantify things and had my own private practice, I just go and, and, and Big Pharma came back and said, could I look at breast cancer for them? Uh, and, I, and I said, well, I could. I'm cardiologist, you know, nuclear cardiologist, and began looking at it. I discovered that Big Pharma lied and that the drugs didn't stick and you only needed one dose. And so I started doing it with a single dose and found disease much earlier than Big Pharma said. But Big Pharma didn't like that because they sold, um, what, three million extra curies of radiation, which is about a third of what shut down that Japanese reactor. 
And at the time they were making 20 million extra dollars a year. So for them, they didn't like that. And so I got taken to federal court and uh, the public defender uh, hit what he did. And the judge decided the jury didn't need to know the whole truth. And, uh, you know, we ended up doing a plea deal where I never pled to a crime, but they were happy to at the last minute uh, say either sign this or your son can't come live with you and we'll put you in prison. It's like, well, fine, I'll sign it. Hey man, that's I'm a, out of here. that's a good badge to have. Hey, if the founding fathers were alive today, they'd be called domestic terrorists. Who cares? They would be. They would be. And in fact, they were. They knew that at the time. <laughs> yeah. They knew that if they lost, they were all signed be their hung, death right? warrant. John Hancock, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he, and yeah, and you know why his signature is so large, right? Yeah, he wanted them to see. He said, "If they're gonna come for me, he, come for me." He didn't. He didn't want the king to have to put his glasses on to read his I signature. Didn't know. That is so hardcore. That is yeah. so hardcore. Like, exactly. I wanted to be able to read it without putting his, 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 his glasses on. So, you know, when they come at me like that, you know, it's like, um, yeah, I've been fighting big pharma and big government that's been lying to you for decades. And so if you want to call me a criminal, hey, knock it out of the park. Go for it. Right? Go for it. Um. On the other hand, with 55 years worth of research and what over 400, somewhere between four and 500 publications, if you don't like it, you're welcome to go do your own research mm -hmm. and prove me wrong. Peer review. <clears throat> um, it's a semi-free society. Uh, so in, the digging of that laid out a lot of material that I put in is COVID-19 a bioweapon because I wanted. First off, it was an insurance policy for me. You know, if the if the book's out there, it's a little bit. I mean, why should they try to kill me at yeah. this point, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, secondly, I wanted it for people to be able to read, because I firmly believe you don't need a degree to be able to read something and look at it and say, you know. <laughs> It looks to me like the U.S. government paid these people to do research. They published papers saying they did the research and they were successful. They got two grants, uh, two grants, two patents, and those patents, you know, then they're not issued for an idea. They're issued because you proved it. One is on the Fuhrer and Cleavage site, and the other one um, <clears throat> has to do with... Uh, Barrick getting yeah, money from Anthony Fauci to change the spike protein um, in coronaviruses, which is just, I mean, I just find that dumbfounding that you'd be, are you listening, Anthony, stupid enough to go before Dr. Rand Paul and say, we don't do that when there's a patent that's got your agency on it, buddy. Yeah. Um, but okay, you know, go for it again, because, you know, you're not my kid. I don't care. Yeah. Um, some Fauci's somebody else's kid. Um, so digging into it became important to have it on the record, number one. And it's one of the things that we have for um, for the attorney generals. And so what we've done recently, a couple months ago, was to put together a new website called 10letters.org. So the number 10, L-E-T-T-E-R-S dot O-R-G which is a website where the American public can go on <clears throat> and enter their name and their address. And uh, 
there's a box that says, I don't want my name or address to be shown, but you need that because it generates a cover letter for the attorney general and the governor of your state to get a cover letter from you. And then you also download what's called the indictment letter, which is a six page document that lays out the crimes, the gain of function research where they develop biological viral weapons that are illegal, both by treaty law, federal law, and state law. <clears throat> and lays out, you know, the names of the people like Collins, Gates, Fauci, FDA head, Woodcock, all those people that knew about this and allowed it to move forward. And between those two items, the indictment letter and the cover letter, then you send that in to both your governor and your attorney general. In the last two days, we have gone from 4,300 letters, 4,200 letters to 4,800 plus, Sheesh. which tells you this is building momentum. And, the, and Texas has the most. I live in Dallas. Thank you, folks. Ken uh, Paxton, get up off your rear end and do your job. Okay. That's our attorney general. All right. The state with the second most um, numbers of people who submitted is California, oh. followed by Florida. <clears throat> so when people think this is a red state, blue state phenomenon, no. There are more than 1.1 million dead Americans from COVID. That's more deaths than the United States military has suffered since 1776. Uh -huh. VAERS data shows more than 1.5 million injured Americans. That's more injuries than the United States military has sustained since 1776. I didn't know that. There are 32,500 plus vaccine accepted deaths which are more deaths than the United States has lost soldiers in every war we've been in, except our five bloodiest. The next thing next to it, as far as deaths, is the swine flu vaccine that got pulled when 26 occurred. There were 53 in total. I think diphtheria has had something like 6,000 deaths, but consider how many decades the diphtheria vaccine has been around. And there are more people who die every day from COVID than we lost at Pearl Harbor or Twin Towers. There are 6.7 million dead people on the planet from COVID, which are more deaths than Hitler managed to massacre in his concentration camps during World War II. <clears throat> These people violated treaty law. Article 6 of the United States Constitution states that a treaty, once active in the United States, is supreme law of the land. But I want to walk everybody through the important points of that. The president has to sign a treaty. Congress has to ratify the treaty. Both have to happen. And the Supreme Court, because, you know, I'm also a J.D., so you're going to get a bit of this. Go for it. The Supreme Court has ruled that there's three things that must be considered with a treaty. Declarations, reservations, and understandings. Declarations do not change a treaty. <clears throat> reservations and understandings modify the treaty 
as Congress ratifies it. So for example, the World Health Organization Treaty doesn't have any power in the United States because when Congress ratified it, and even when Truman signed off on it, it had reservations and understandings that said, uh, if anything passes here, it's up to the states to determine if they want to enact anything. Okay. Important point for people to know. But the Biological Weapons Convention Treaty doesn't have anything that limits it. <clears throat> the interesting, so that's illegal. And it says we won't make them, we won't store them. If we know anybody who has them, we're going to destroy them. We'll share our technology. And yet in on November 12th of 2019, seven weeks before any of us had heard about the viruses, the Department of Defense gave more than $400,000 in money to the Ukraine for COVID-19. Oh. Your brain around that. Seven weeks before we knew about viruses, oh. the DOD was sending money to the Ukraine for a disease caused by the viruses. Now, over a year ago, the fact checkers said, well, that's not true. That's what you're seeing on the website by the U.S. government isn't true. The DOD didn't say COVID up front. They just went back and changed things later in April and June of 2020. Well, that sounds good. Wait a minute. Let's go take a look at that website. Yeah, when you look at that website and you go through all the changes to the contracts, guess what isn't there? Any notation by the Department of Defense that they had to change the wording anywhere along that money line. It's not there. And you can see each and every little dot. You can pull it up on the website and see what was done, who got monies, what changes were made. Either the, the U.S. military, the Department of Defense is so sloppy that twice, not once, but twice, they made changes and oops, forgot to make the change on the website, even though they made changes to things before and after that time. Or they did it and they didn't, they did it the way that they originally had stated, which it was there on the 12th of November, 2019. I want to know why they want to report on, on COVID-19 seven weeks before the viruses are out. Could it be because the viruses are showing up in Milan, Italy in August and September of 2019 from tissue data? Could it be due to the fact that Wuhan, which was a brand new lab in 2018, co-built by the French and the Chinese, a brand new state-of-the-art level four bio biological safety lab, BSL, in 2018, in 2019, suddenly needed new equipment for incineration and air filtration units, and its computers are being hacked? That doesn't seem like a very state-of-the-art facility, while at the same time the war games are going on, people are noticing how quiet the streets are, and the Chinese are temperature testing everybody in the games and telling them to wash their hands, and Wuhan people are ending up in the hospitals of Wuhan? All, let's see, that's an amazing coincidence in the timeline. So, you know, I mean, I'm just a conspiracy theorist convicted felon. So what do I know? As, as my favorite comedian, Tim Dillon says, if you're from New York and you're on a cruise in the Caribbean and you meet someone else from New York at the buffet, that's a coincidence. Things surrounding Wuhan, things surrounding JFK, these are not coincidences. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't have been happier when when everybody learned about the CIA thing because of the five doctors that were there when JFK's body was there, and I think if you've done any work on me, you know I'm a JFK kid. Uh, I've, had um, on, I've had on so many authors about. I've yesterday I interviewed <clears throat> Lee Harvey Oswald's ex girlfriend. All right, yeah. and <laughs> she said he didn't do it, but you know I've had people on that said that he did do it. Sorry, go on, JFK kid, doctors. No, that is uh, so. And and of the of the five doctors that were there when JFK's body was brought to Parkland, I've been trained by three of them. Oh wow! Um, which is coincidence, I guess. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's another coincidence. <clears throat> yeah, but it's but you know, I'm including the guy. I'm making, sorry, I'm making a note. I'm not just saying I'm not playing on my phone. I'm making a note to add the uh, 10 letters.org and Fleming method to the description. Got it. It's, you know, these are amazing. Uh, people who think that you have to inject nanotechnology in people to let them know what's going on. I can't even get away from people because I have a cell phone. They know where I'm at. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't need to be injected by that. You're, you're carrying, they're going to uh, chip us. You're carrying your chip. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you're carrying it around. There's no reason for them to do anything more to it. And you, you know, it, what they they tracked the students during spring break in 2020 and said, well, this is, you know, these students are responsible for spreading it. Look how they spread it across the country. Wow, aren't you the same people who said that? No, we're not tracking you. Didn't <laughs> and you just nonchalantly brought that out, and nobody gives a second thought to it, right? Didn't Clapper say under oath, "We don't surveil Americans"? Didn't he? That guy that worked at the what was it called, the NSA? Huh, I get that. Maybe just another yeah. another funny yeah, case. I'd, I'd love to see the files they have on me. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I I I I go I go I go forty chess. I just put all my interviews online. It's nothing to find. Nothing to hack. <laughs> Yeah, there were actually people that want to know why I don't have a telephone that that cannot be monitored. And I tell people it's just easier this way if I just tell them directly what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a I saw a, I saw a funny me I saw a great meme and it was like uh when you make an anti-government post on Facebook and you limit it to the only person that can see it is yourself and the meme goes this is between me and the government. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is for this is for them. Yeah, I always yeah. I always joke that there's a Zoom says there's two people in the room. I always joke it says there's three and it's somebody from Langley or Fort Meade. So just smile and yeah. wave, boys. Smile and wave to the Beltway but, Bandits. You know what? And I always wonder what people are doing and why. Um, the, so in 2021, Fort Detrick actually had somebody reach out to me twice to see as a physicist if I wanted to work at Fort Detrick on viral diseases funded by NIAID. <laughs> and oh, I boy. thought either either you people are not paying attention. You, you, you've got, you, you know me from the olden days in my work as a physicist and you want me, you know, want that expertise. But at what point in time did you not do a, I mean, you know, go, go do a Google search. You'll find all sorts of garbage on me from where they tried to basically bury me in the past. Uh, and probably should have done it, but left me alive. Um, the reality is any, anybody uh, should have gone out there and said, maybe this isn't the physicist we want to recruit, well, or they're trying to entrap me in some way, right? I've, so I've had on uh, Dr. Andrew Huff, who wrote uh, the, the Truth About Wuhan, and he talks about how DARPA reached out to him after he had right. started to blow the whistle and said, 
they kind of just threw all like TSSCI clearance checks aside and they're like, come work for us. And he was like, my. Yeah, so on, on 10 letters.org that we use the book and the affidavit that I have and the deposition they gave under oath, the document for this, for the attorney generals is signed off by myself, by Dr. McCarran, the, the neurobiologist, neurobiologist. Prior disease expert in Japan, by Charles Rixey, the former U.S. WMD. military instructor for WMDs, Johanna Deinert, who's a physician in Germany who's trying to deal with the same issues over there, and Andrew Huff. Okay, all right, yeah. So, you know, and and, and we do have, we have these great conversations about, you know, what are the, you know, have they just completely lost any ability to just screen or do what they're doing? And at this point in time, it doesn't really matter anymore. We, we've long passed that that line in the sand uh, that that several of us have that you know it, it, we're, they know what's going on and and you know painfully so and that's all right yeah because well, I'm not the one who actually committed crimes they are yeah and they are the ones that we're going to put in prison if the people on tenletters.org are going to make this happen Americans that go online download that make that cover letter download it and download the indictment letter and send those in these are the heroes of mm-hmm. the country whether they have their name included or not these are the heroes because they are the ones that say we're going to stand up and demand that our attorney generals do the job they took an oath <clears throat> to do you know eisenhower when he left office gave a warning speech mm-hmm. about the medical military industrial complex and my grandparents and my parents' generation dropped the ball. And this is where, where we are as a result. We're either going to drop the ball, and this will be the generation that everything falls, or we're going to carry the ball, do the job that we were warned about generations ago, <clears throat> bring these criminals into justice, correct the problems that exist, and hand over to our children, our grandchildren, our friends, our relatives, whoever is important to us, the America that was fought for, or we will watch it die. Because this is very much, this gain-of-function research is coupled with the Lamarckian genetics that is carried out of CRISPR technology with this gain-of-function research, and all the work that the Nazis were doing during World War II. And if you put the 40 papers together roughly that tie CRISPR, this gain, this genetic vaccines with gain of function all together, you find out it's the same people, the same US agencies, the same people like Gates and Helmsley. All these people are connected. And if we allow them to continue to do that, we will have essentially turned over uh, control of the of the planet and our children and our grandchildren and the lives that we live. And if we do that, then we have nobody to blame but ourselves. Correct. But we can't sit there and blame them or our politicians or our attorney generals if we will not hold these criminals accountable by simply sending in these documents. Now, I think Americans are going to do it because in the last two days, we've gone from 4,200 to 4,800 plus letters in two days. And it's called 10 letters because if you do it and then tell 10 of your friends to do the same thing and they do it, 
and they tell 10 of their friends, what you will have is an inundation upon the attorney generals in all 50 states to do their job. And I can speak directly to the fact that there are several attorney generals who want to take these people down and punish them for their crimes, but they need to know they've got the support of the people in their state. And the others that are cowards, first off, they're cowards. History is going to judge them. But if we push them, they will join the effort because even cowards don't like to stand out on their own. They want to get reelected. They want to say, see, I'm really the good guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So even cowards can be done. And and the states in sequence with the most AG letters so far are Texas, California, and Florida. California in the last day surged ahead of Florida. Oh, wow. So nobody can tell me there are not people in the state of California. I've lived in L.A. for seven and a half years. And FYI, California, I like California. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like L.A. I like San Diego. I don't like a lot of things that are the consequences of it, but I can say that probably a lot of places in the country. Okay? There's certain things I like in just about every place I go and certain things I don't like. What I don't like are dishonest liars who manipulate and believe that they can do whatever they want to do, even if it harms other human beings. You know, I used to, I was with a police department in my earlier years, and we used to have this sign at the front of our podium that says, your right to swing your fist stops where the other person's face begins. Beautiful. So you have a right to swing your fist until you violate that other person's rights. These people know that they're violating the Biological Weapons Convention Treaty. These people know they're violating 18 U.S. Code one, Section 175. And that, and that code, that 175, which is federal law, also has very clearly stated that it doesn't matter. If you take a virus out of its natural environment and put it in a lab and change it, you violated the law. <clears throat> Not my code. I didn't write it. I wasn't there, but it's federal law. Yeah. Um, Which means they wanted to make it crystal clear that this is a crime. And that type of criminal belongs in prison. You know, I'm going to get off on a tangent here, probably get yelled at by some people. Who cares? January 6th was chaotic and a fiasco. And where I do not think that Simone Gold should have gone inside that building to have sentenced Simone Gold to a day in prison instead of just verbally beating the out of her was insane. They did not put someone in prison who was a threat to the United States of America. What they did is they puffed their chest and they said, because we want to do it, we can do it. I think it was dumb she went in there. I know her. I've got her number. I know how to contact her. She's got mine. That was stupid for her to do it. But to imprison that woman for a moment, that was not justice. That was just somebody saying, we've got power and we're going to manipulate it on you. Well, guess what? The people of this country have the power. Everybody in there getting a paycheck, they're getting it from the taxes we earn or imaginary money at this point in time. 
but they're there because we put them in office and we can just as easily take them out of office. <clears throat> and the reality is they work for us. This is a representative, it's a republic, right? Yes. It's not a democracy, not a democracy. it's a republic. It's just, I, I don't get why people argue this point. I, I, um, this is not ancient Greece, guys. Yeah. This is the Republic. <clears throat> you know, the woman, when she asked uh, uh, oh, one of the founding fathers, um, um, not ben, Jefferson, ben, ben, but ben Franklin, what do we Benjamin have? Benjamin Franklin. A Republic Benjamin Franklin. Keep it. Yeah. What you, we're giving you, Republic, madam, if you can, you can keep, keep it. it. Yeah. yeah. Right? Republic. He was pretty crystal clear. I'm not sure why the founding fathers are so much smarter than than what's going on on Twitter. And it may be because they learned to keep their mouth shut instead of constantly talking. You know, one of the differences, well, I, I don't go looking for interviews. Yeah. Um, when I'm when I'm talking, all I'm doing is telling you what I know. Yeah. I'm not learning anything. Yeah. You learn things when you are quiet. When you're silent. And you either read or you listen to what somebody else gives you. That's when you learn something or when you're doing research, whatever. But, you know, the point is, is that talking does not teach me anything new. Right. So it might be that the founding fathers, like my parents and my grandparents, knew to listen, observe and think about things and make an intelligent, informed decision as opposed to expecting somebody else to tell them what's right and wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you can no longer determine for yourself what's right or wrong, you're dependent upon somebody else to tell you what's right and wrong. And that puts you in an extremely fragile position. Hope they're a good guy who tells you what's right and wrong. <laughs> Hope it's a good guy. Yeah, because bad guys, I mean, I, I uh, I buried my early research because I knew what they would do with it. And you have to make a decision upon all along the way, who's going to be in charge of what, mm -hmm. you know, you, you may have a really exciting idea, but putting the hands of the wrong people. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll probably get nasty grams for this either. This is not a Christian country. Okay, right. the founding fathers were very clear on that. They fled Had they said this is going to be, hmm? they fled yeah, persecution. Exactly. If you, if you, the moment you make this country or any country a given religion, everybody who chooses to have a different religion gets persecuted. And if it's, and, and if you've made it a certain religion, you can always get new people elected into office that will go, well, it's not a Christian country today. Today, it's a Muslim country. Yeah. Because the elected people have decided it's a Muslim country. No, this is a secular country where the founding fathers were intelligent enough to understand that you should be allowed to have your religious beliefs and not have to surrender them to somebody else just to get along and, and to not be punished. That's the beauty of the founding fathers. They were intelligent enough. The fact that many of them were Christian, that says something even more. It makes it even cooler. It makes it even cooler. Yeah, no, it makes yeah. it even cooler. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, uh, 
yeah, I'm not going to any further down that rabbit hole, but it's but it's important for people to understand that these were intelligent people that wanted us to think intelligently, and they knew what would happen. It's a republic, madam, if you can keep it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Doctor Fleming, real quick, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go use the restroom, and you're gonna hold it down and tell everybody. Tell everybody where to find your books, and I, I do this every episode. It's just I've only recently started doing them live, so now it's weirder. Yeah. So uh, you're gonna tell everybody where to find your books, your website, everything. I'll be right well, back. You, and uh, you would you would solve that if you put a Foley catheter in before all this. I've had more people say I should be sponsored by Depends than it's. I'm 32 years old, and I maybe should be sponsored by a diaper company, but uh, well, I don't know. All I can say is it just depends. It, that's strike one. Okay. I stay hydrated. Tell tell everybody where to find your stuff. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, very nice. Um, so Skyhorse Publishing. Uh, you know, I'm not a, a good promoter for my own thing. Skyhorse Publishing. Uh, you can go online to find is COVID nineteen a bioweapon, a scientific and forensic investigation, or you can go to other bookstores. I you know I I, I see it on other sites online, but Skyhorse Publishing is a company that recognized the importance of this. Um. And why to get it out to people and make it available. And in, di- in addition to that, 10 letters, the number 10, L-E-T-T-E-R-S dot O-R-G is the website where you can go online, download the cover letter and the indictment letter and send it off to your attorney general and your governor. And then Fleming Method, F-L-E-M-I-N-G, just one M and Fleming, no stuttering, Fleming Method without a space in between gives a lot of information uh, about these viruses and the vaccines and everything else, along with some other information. <clears throat> and then Crimes Against Humanity Tour, all put together as one word, allows you to see uh, a number of the presentations that several of us did last year, and we will be doing more of this year. But as we bring this out, as people become aware of this gain-of-function research that's coupled uh, with the CRISPR technology and Lamarckian genetics and the, and the genetic vaccines and the consequences of all of this wrapped together, um, we're going to have more people uh, calling for accountability of these criminals. And with that, you're going to have an opportunity to stand up and, and participate in the process of not only stopping these crimes from happening, but restoring uh, the integrity of the United States of America, because right now we're holding on by a threat. The shiny city on the hill is literally being held on by a threat, and it's being held together by people that are brave enough to come out and talk about it. You know, like Tommy here having having a program on. By the way, do you know what that what flag you have behind you there? What flag? Yeah, what flag you have over your shoulder? Yes. That's the war flag. That's the United States war flag. The peace flag, those stripes are vertical. Have you ever seen the peace flag flown? Oh. I, I think it's like the entire top blue and then it's... Is um, that it? It's, it's, yeah, it's... Yes. Is it, yes. Is it, is it, is it sideways or... Maybe I haven't. No, it's... It's... it's, it's the, so the flag, the, the importance is that the vertical stripes represent the peace flag. The United States has only been at peace 18 of our years. With the exception of those 18 years, we have been at war every year. 
And when Donald Trump, President Donald Trump in January of 2020 started signing orders, he placed the United States on war footing. His declarations of, of the powers that he used were wartime footing powers. He placed the United States on war footing. And we haven't come off that. Hmm. It defense production, he did act, right? Yeah. That was that was all all of those acts called for replacing of the United States on war footing. And by the way, instead of people looking at China and saying it's the Chinese doing this, <clears throat> first off, remember the Chinese are a group of people, they are not a government. Americans are a group of people, not the government. The Japanese in World War II were a group of people. The U.S. government put Japanese Americans in yeah, internment, internment camps. And all they wanted to do was to be Americans, most of them. So we need to focus on who the real enemies are. The enemies are the people that made these gain-of-function biological weapons. And they include Americans and people in China, but not the Chinese people. And it doesn't include the American people. But it is a requirement that the American people and the Chinese people and the people of every country demand accountability of what's gone on. Following World War II, it was not the German people who held Hitler and his people and his criminals accountable. Their country collapsed and other countries came in and held them accountable. The last thing we want in the United States is the collapse of this country and other countries coming in to hold us accountable. If we don't want that to happen, we have to stand up and remind the world that we are the shiny city on the hill. I hear this from everybody. I have I, This is the beginning of the 39th month. This is March 1st. This is the beginning of the 39th month. And I've had people all around the world, scientists, physicians, just people in general say, where are you, America? Hmm. 10letters.org is our opportunity to answer that with a resolute answer to the rest of the world. We are here. We are going to hold these criminals accountable. And then we're going to come for the criminals in your country that colluded with them. And we're going to help you hold them accountable as well so that we can really get our world back to where it should be. It's going to keep going until there are repercussions. And that's just the, that's just the reality of it. At the end of October, when everybody started thinking, this is wonderful, we're done. Phase two began. They wrote out genetic vaccines for cancer, amyloidosis, cystic fibrosis, influenza, and respiratory sensational virus. You have not heard anybody say, are we going to test those? October no. of last year, of 2022? Yes. Okay. Yes. Everybody got so used to allowing people to be injected, they no longer raised the question of, is there any research to show that this is safe and effective? Everybody acquiesced. There, they rolled out a genetic vaccine for cancer. I am legend. Should pop to everybody's <laughs> mind. Okay? Got it? Yeah. Cancer isn't a disease. It's diseases. Yeah. 
and they rolled out a genetic vaccine for cancer. They wrote out a genetic vaccine for amyloidosis. This spike protein of these viruses and these genetic vaccines not only cause an inflammatory response disease, but it causes prion diseases. In the brain, that's Alzheimer's or mad cow disease. In the heart, it's amyloidosis of the heart or amyloidosis of the pancreas causing diabetes. They rolled out a genetic vaccine for amyloidosis on the heels of viruses and vaccines that are causing amyloidosis. They wrote out a, a vaccine, genetic vaccine for cystic fibrosis, and they rolled out one for influenza in contrast to what they'd been doing and for respiratory syncytial virus, which children tend to get. And there's a good 15 in the pipeline and nobody's blinking an eye. If you think we got over this and we're on the way out, your nightmare is just beginning unless you stand up and hold these criminals accountable because failing to take and deal with the gain of function that's the disease everything else is a symptom okay. when you go to your doctor and you say i have this going on do you want them treating your symptom or symptoms or do you want them treating the disease causing the symptoms because if you just mask up the disease, the symptoms, if you just mask the symptoms, the disease will come back with a vengeance and it will kill the body and soul and mind that it's in. And this disease, this gain of function and CRISPR technology disease at the core of our country is rotting away the body and soul and mind of this country and the rest of the countries. If we do not stop it, the consequence will be the death of the country and the death of the planet as we know it. Is it just that we have now been trained, the Overton window has been shifted to say, it's okay, we no longer need 15-year, four-phase FDA clinical trials, we'll just rush it through because it's an emergency. Is it simply that, and these are, these are corporate just raptors taking the advantage or is are these being rolled out in a manner to hurt people i think they're rolling it out in a manner to learn what they've learned over the last 38 months is that you know to do a research project you have to need a lot of time and a lot of for a lot of money. subjects for a lot of subjects right well money's not an issue right we're all funding it yeah well yeah and well, we're making it out of thin air right because it's all ones and zeros right now in computers. So, hey, Go knock it. it out of the park. Um, the reality is you need a lot of time or a lot of a lot of volunteers. And what have we learned in the last 39 months? We have a lot of volunteers. Oh, yeah. For a donor. We've learned that, we've learned that the repetitive uh, vaccinations have, have uh, numbed the innate immune system response. It has numbed the uh, antibody responses. When you revaccinate somebody following SARS-CoV-2 vaccines with influenza, it, the effect is blunted, right? We have learned <clears throat> that the larger the lipid nanoparticles are that are injected into people, the more, uh, in the end, they'll make the proteins or and the more genetic material will get into the cells. We've learned all that. We've learned that the more you give, the more you can shift the antibody response from IgG to Ig, IgG3 to IgG4 so that you're no longer fighting 
what's being injected into the body, you're kind of acquiescing in and accepting it. So they have learned how to be able to, to mass vaccinate people and, and increase the likelihood that they're going to get uptake. Now all they have to do is play with the genetic codes that they want to insert and see what the consequences are. And listen, if you're not one of their close friends and you happen to have a bad con con uh, outcome, uh, so sad, too bad, yeah. right? Because, you know, in the end, what's the old expression? You have to make a break a few eggs to make an omelet or something like that. I mean, if people die and your attitude is, but you're going to make a better humanity, then you're justified in doing it, right? If nobody makes you accountable, you're justified in doing whatever you believe is right. And they're obviously watching who gets what and determining the outcomes. And, and they're learning from it, and their learning curve has been exponential. That's genuinely what I believe is going on, and I've, uh, I've kind of said that as my own theory. I, th I want to say as early as, like, spring 2021, excuse me, is that, um, yeah, just thinking of, like, FDA trials and, you know, how much of your own money it costs and R&D and you got volunteers and N equals however many. Like, what if you could get the government to pay for it? What if you could skip all the trials, not to mention get the media in your pocket to gaslight people and then go against civil liberties and say, if you want to go to a movie theater, you got to take it. I And I early on, I was like, I don't think this has anything to do with, with COVID. I think this has to do with the technology of mRNA vaccines. And there's a bunch of elite who are looking at it and going, how do we accelerate this research process to extend our lives or make our lives better? And they're going, just tell everyone. Every race, man, woman, young, old, whatever your genetic background, whatever your exposure, whether you're in India or Norway or Mexico or whatever, let's get the entire spectrum. Let's do N equals 7 billion or 8 billion, and let's see what happens, and we'll get it in 39 months. That's what I think is going on. I think they're running it up to see it. I think they want the mRNA thing perfected, and clearly they're doing it because computers can't do it alone so they're just saying whatever they I mean they treat us and view us as cattle anyway they're psychopaths i think that's what they're doing they're just they're fast tracking mrna injection research so that they can fine-tune it and it's all referred to as lamarckian when you go through the papers and that is exactly what hitler was using in world war ii justified everything that they were doing and it's justifying everything they're doing now yeah, and is, what's that quote? Like, that's the worst tyrant is the one that thinks they're doing it. They think they're just. That what what people. So I'm also a SAG actor. Um, so screen actors yeah. go actor, and one of the one of the things. Well, maybe your viewers can know. One of the <clears throat> one of the things that young uh, younger actors have difficulty with is playing the evil part, and what you what you learn. First off. The key to acting is not to act. It's just to be you, right? Mm. Um, and the second thing to learn as far as a bad guy is bad guys never think they're bad. They always think they're right. Yeah. Hitler didn't think he was a bad person. No. Hitler thought he was he was doing the best thing for, for Germans, right? Do you think Anthony Fauci thinks that he's a bad person? No, I would argue Anthony Fauci firmly believes that the rest of us just don't understand what a wonderful job he's doing. I mean, you can listen to him. Yeah. He, he's just constantly saying he's doing a great job. He's it's it's very important. 
You know, somebody asked me on an interview yesterday, what did I think about a quote that the press secretary said for the president of the United States, which was, we need this gain of function research and everybody basically needs to get on board. I said, well, I've got two responses. And the first one is the president of the United States isn't qualified to make a scientific or medical comment. He's not a scientist or a physician. You know, if he wants to make a comment that says, well, the experts have told him yeah. that this is an important thing. That's a statement. That's a valid statement. But the president of the United States thinks this is very important. Everybody should get on board. Joe Biden doesn't have, you know, I don't know what science classes he took, but he doesn't have a PhD. He doesn't have an MD. He doesn't have a master's degree. I don't even know if the guy has a bachelor's degree. Okay. No idea. And Dr. Biden is not a doctor of medicine. So the first thing I always ask people is, what are you a doctor of? I'm sorry, an education degree. Okay. That's great. I'm not going to, but sure. it's, you're not coming into my lab. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that doesn't do it for you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, um, I apologize. I, we, we were running. <laughs> Oh, no, we can. No, we can keep. We, we can keep. We can keep going. It, it, it's up to you. I I always throw the hour as a kind of a loose, a loose uh, yeah thing to aim for. I have so I have to leave in about probably ten or fifteen minutes just to let you. Okay. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll I'll let perfect. you go in ten. You, I'll, <laughs> I I will release you from my grips. I will release you from my interrogation in ten minutes. No, but that's what. The, yeah, they think they're doing the right thing. I genuinely believe yeah. that. Those are, those are the best video game villains. Uh, yeah. For all my video gamers, I mean, like uh, Far Cry Five uh, or Far Cry Four. I mean, those are the guys that think they're doing the right thing. They're like, don't you see? It's and there's, you know, it's like the evil. You know, Saddam's evil. He's holding together. You know, all of Iraq. We kill him, and then what happens? And it falls into a void. And it's like, yeah, those are some murky waters. Like, yeah. We, we are going to have a lot of fun, uh, you know, from the attorney perspective, not that I get to do this because sure. I'll be one of the expert witnesses and not one of the prosecuting attorneys, obviously. But the fun begins with, with discovery, you know, asking questions that they have to answer. Because you, what is this? You can't handle the truth. Yeah. I mean, this is, you can't handle the truth moment, right? Yeah. You're going to get on the witness stand and you know that they believe that they're doing the right thing. And even if their attorney says, don't say that, do you honestly think that Fauci or Collins or Gates, I mean, just think about the personality of these people are not going to sit on a witness stand and try to convince a jury that they just don't understand the good they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we're going to make, we're going to extend life. We're treating disease. We're finding viruses before they exist. Yeah, uh, like 100,000 years before they exist. Yeah, you're putting, you're putting things into viruses that we know shouldn't be there. I mean, there's a vaccine that's out there, and I won't say by who, if you've listened to enough of my videos, you know who, that is the express purpose of is to get your cells, once you're injected with it, to make glycoprotein 120, which is a part of HIV. Oh, geez. <clears throat> right? And this person is out there telling people that he's a good guy. 
you know, I'm sure he's got a reason that he believes that giving you a vaccine to make you make part of HIV is a good guy. I just want to hear him say it. I want to hear him explain it. And I want people to wrap their brain around that when this man says, well, it's, 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 it's a good thing to have a vaccine to make glycoprotein 120 in your cells, even though we know it's an effective part of HIV, even though we know it causes prion disease of the brain, even though we know it causes inflammation of blood clotting in people and will kill you. But I'm the good guy because I'm got this vaccine and you should take it. And he even admits in the patent that it is gene therapy. <clears throat> what I think is, I guess, the optimistic thing to look towards is, um, I always think of the book uh, Operation Paperclip by Annie Jacobson. And, I mean, it's it's nothing new, but it's the it's kind of like one of the core themes of it that's not explicitly stated, but it's proven by the fact she lays out is they are a tight-knit crew and appear to be a monolith when things are going their way. It's the, the, mm-hmm. the Nazi machine. They have jet engines. They're doing nuclear research. They can't be stopped. How is, a, as, as Norm MacDonald said, you know, a country the size of Maine, of the state of Maine, tried to take over the world and almost did it. Like, yeah, they, they were scary. And... But if you look, starting in like 1942, 1943, not even towards the end, scientists just, I mean, of all the fields they did, chemical, biological, but let's just stick with rockets. I think it was Arthur Rudolph was one of the guys, lesser known than Werner von Braun, but several of them started taking documents, just specific things that they worked on in the V2, the fins, the, you know, the hypergolic fluids or whatever. And they would take these and put them in crates and go bury them on like a farm or something. Three years before the end of the war, on the off chance that things went south and they needed bargaining chips, and some of them would bury stuff together. Okay, me and Dr. Fleming, we're gonna we're gonna go bury something together, and then they would also take something lying to each other. They would also take a smaller thing and go bury. These guys were doing this not in April '45, but like January '42, and they kept up the facade of we're going to win, Thousand Year Reich, uh, Wunderweppens. And then once they started to get closed in on, they all squealed on each other. They all went and got their documents. And when they were all held in a, there was like a mansion that they were all held in. I think they were brought to Britain or France. And it was, and they put like a barbed wire fence around and called it Ashcan. And that's where the U.S. held them. I think that's the correct name. And they would interrogate all these guys, the top guys. And... They'd all be in the in the rooms, you know, talking to each other like good Nazis and about how it was unjust that the war was over. But then when you'd get them one-on-one, to a T, they would all say, like, I'm a good guy. These other guys, these are all rat bastard Nazis. You should hang them. And the next guy would come in and go, I was just doing, I was just listening to orders. Rest of these guys, demons. And they would all go through that cycle. And that's actually how we started to get more information out of them is the interrogators would just go with gossip. They'd be like, oh, I heard this. And they would go at each other. But my point is, is we now know that 80 years later. At the time, like where we are now, it seems like an impenetrable monolith. I would put whatever few dollars I have, not a whole lot, so I don't know how valuable it is. I would put my life savings on in years or decades, hopefully months, 
we will look back and say, man, in 2020, Fauci was putting his own hard drives and, you know, in, in Faraday cage vaults. Bill Gates was making his own videos, his own dead man switches. You know, uh, uh, Walensky was doing this or, or whatever. I think that is, and we're not going to see it right now because right now it's still in their best interest to remain a whole. Once they start getting picked off, like you said earlier, cowards are, you can get cowards to work for you because they're cowards. These people are cowards. They might think they're doing the right thing, but once they start to be, you know, focused with, okay, well, you're about to go spend the rest of your life in Guantanamo, they're going to fold and they're going to pull out a hard drive that magically has information that implicates everyone else. And the other guy will have it too. Redfield was the first one who actually did this. Yeah. Yeah, former CDC. You know, that, yeah, and, and that's when, you know, he walks out and, and he says, well, I can't tell you certain things because, you know, it's kind of confidential. But, you know, I am a virologist and I never bought this naturally occurring virus thing. Really? So why didn't you say that while you were in that position? Yeah. That would have been incredibly helpful. It would have helped Congress and a lot of other people right up front. And, and Fauci immediately came out and went after it. So you can see it is easy for these cracks to occur, and they will occur. And all we need are for the people to go after them. Tenletters.org. I, they can probably put that on my gravestone. Um, <laughs> Tenletters.org. Um, if you thought he was kidding, he wasn't, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll bring down. We'll bring down these criminals. This this regime. This is the operation. And and, and originally when we started this work. I called it um, uh, Operation Bludern, which means blood eagle in my ancestry since I'm Viking pure blood. And recently, about a week ago, when Dr. Christian Northrup joined us uh, in all of this, uh, advanced it to Operation Normandy Beach because we have we're starting to coalesce enough people right now to bring the troops together to actually have the beach landing to establish the the uh beachhead, beachhead to uh to invade Stop. in in all in all the areas and they will crumble. Yeah. yeah. And if you're on board now, you have an opportunity to say you got on board early on. If you're coming on board late, don't expect you know, there's an old saying, don't don't expect to stand up next to me. In the end, if you weren't there during the hard times, don't expect to stand next to me in the good times. You know, if you're one of these people that doesn't become actively involved, once this happens, you will not be able to look at your children and grandchildren and say you did the right thing. They'll have to actually know that you didn't stand up to do the right thing. And it was somebody else's mother and father or grandparent that stood up to protect you in the end. And it wasn't your own parents or grandparents. I wouldn't want to be that person. <clears throat> no. I'd much rather be in this position right now, fighting against all of this, this, this title part, seeing people join in, in, in a collective effort to put these criminals at least behind bars. Yeah. If and not it, something better. Yeah. And it will, <clears throat> I mean, it will, they will crack. They will, don't forget up until, like the day before Hitler died, he was still, he was still, they were still researching mini U-boats. They were putting like Hitler youth out in front of the, uh, the, the Fuhrer bunker. 
uh, he he did what was it uh, the Nero decree <clears throat> was all German citizens like burn your houses down, pull out wires, blow up bridges. It's you know we will win, and then he shot himself like six hours later. It it appears to be a mon a great I guess kind of imagery is think about a fire. You know, you're just sitting up at whatever near Lake Fourth of July. You're just watching the fire at night, and little sparks are going. And for an hour, it's not moving. Maybe the coals are glowing, and then all of a sudden, and one of them shifts, and then they they all fall. How did that happen so quickly? Well, it's been happening for the last hour. You just you didn't see it, and then one of them bends, and the whole thing comes down, and the sparks go flying. It's not that everything happened in the last second. It's just that's when. That's when it was visualized. But it, it's been burning the whole time. They are never going to, un, unlike a fire, they are conscious beings, and they're not going to broadcast, we're weakening, we're weakening, up until the last moment, up until the Nero decree. They're still going to say, we are a monolith. We are, you know, we are, the, we, we are the, the holders of human evolution. At the last second, they'll collapse, and we'll all say, how did that happen? Well, it's been happening for years. It's just going to come to a head very quickly. I don't know when. Yeah. Sooner than later, hopefully. Yeah. Unlike the fire, they're hoping that you will ignore it and go away so that it can it can rest. <clears throat> but if you don't ignore it and go away, if you actively keep adding the letters to the fire, yeah, it burns. Yeah. It breaks down. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to collapse. And it will. They're, they're only people. I, I'll, we'll 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 wrap it up with this. I uh, I and obviously we'll we'll do another episode. Um, I pledged up a fraternity in 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 a school in Southern Georgia, deep South Georgia, in fall two thousand nine. Hazing you, hitting you with paddles, no sleep, all the all the good stuff that I think is probably illegal now. But I remember what they would say is whenever you felt like breaking, right? Because the pledge class would be like fifty people, and three months later it'd be down to ten. They'd always tell you to to find one of the brothers who was hazing you and find the one you respected the least. Just, he's bad with women, bad taste in music, physically unimposing. Look at him and remember that he got through initiation in Hell Week. Are you going to fail what that guy could do? And my logic is this. Look at Anthony Fauci. That's the bully, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates. That like that's that's who I'm gonna surrender to. Hey man, if they're ten feet tall and have like axes for hands, that's okay. That's a little scarier. Anthony Fauci, like that guy needs a wedgie and like to take his lunch money. That's I can't, I can't surrender. Like as a man, I can't look at him and go, yeah, no, he won. No, I would rather die. Then surrendered to, to Anthony Fauci. Like, good Lord in heaven. That's kind of my final two cents on that. But, um, Dr. Fleming, the book is in the description. I will update the description right now to put a uh, 10letters.org as well as a uh, Fleming method. And, um, yeah, man, I'd love to have you on again sometime. We will, we will definitely plan to do it. And, yes. Uh, thank you for putting up with my interview style. I think it's unique. Other people say it's unhinged and, you know, inappropriate and all these buzzwords, but I like it. I think it's fun. Um, but thank you, sir. Dr. Richard Fleming, you're a real one. Pleasure. You're a genius. Thank you so much for your time. Keep fighting the good fight. 
Till next time, everybody. Thank you so much. God Recording bless. Recording stopped. Peace.